episode 12. Of- <laughs> I'm just going to start with episode 12. And thank everyone for their support of If You Build the Podcast. And follow us on, damn it, on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those fun things. Spotify. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, Riyadh. My name is Riyadh. Your name is Will. Will Ellis. And I am super excited about today's guest. You know, very rarely do we have people reaching out to us that have a story like Isaiah here. Uh, so welcome to our show there, Isaiah Henry. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate being here. So first and foremost, tell us a little about yourself, who you are, and uh, what you do. Yeah, let's start with the height. So get everything clear. I'm <laughs> six, I'm okay. How no. tall are you? 6'5". Uh, like being 6'5". Oh, yeah. It's gotten me into way more doors than I would have if I was not 6'5". And yeah, like, I, I think women like really tall men. Well, I was in shape. And, and, and ladies, he's single as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Single, yeah. single dude and 6'5". And you can run. Right? I can run. I can lift too. Don't, I'll put off the, oh, yeah, yeah. We crossfit every day. Every day. Okay, so yeah, tell us your story. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so Isaiah Henry, born in Durham. I uh, grew up in Pickering. Um, I live in Whitby now, but grew up in Pickering. I uh, fell in love with sports like real, real early. I was playing rugby, football, basketball, pretty much anything, including swimming. I was doing it all. I fell in love really with rugby and football, got an opportunity to play higher level rugby with uh, the provincial and a little bit on the national side. I got a scholarship to go to Wilfrid Laurier University where I played rugby for two years. And then I was offered the opportunity to finish up playing football for two years. So dual sport athlete. Um, I loved Laurier to this day. I still bleed purple and gold. Um, after that, I left and I thought I was going to be this like law enforcement guy. I thought I'm like, I have to be a cop. So went through all the stuff. I eventually got on. I uh, got on with Toronto, was there for about two years. Uh, it just did not end well for both Toronto and myself. So I ended up parting ways. <laughs> right. Um, but while I was in Toronto, I was starting to see different stuff. Like I'm looking at guys 10, 20 years ahead of me and they look rough, like beat up. I'm like guys who were like 35, 40 look like they were like 60 and 70 I said, this can't be right. And then you start talking about their financial situation or home life, second, third divorce, no money in the bank. They're working OT, like they're sleeping in their car. I said, this isn't right. Right. So thankfully I had a little bit of the real estate bug early, but then after getting that like jolt of real life from like Toronto and some of the other law enforcement agencies I saw, doubled down on real estate and really took uh, that seriously as an investor, tried the realtor thing, but now we're just, uh, we're taking that investment thing as hard as we can. So when you say investing, what do you do exactly? Like you- you still take clients out and show them homes or are you, or you totally away from that? Yeah. So the realtor hat is off to the side. I enjoyed my time there, but I will not be going about shout out to all the realtors out there because I put them through <laughs> the worst. Investors are bad clients and I suck sometimes. So I really apologize to all my realtors. But anyway, no longer um, an agent, but as an investor. So most of my portfolio is long distance. I would say about 90% of my portfolio is in Timmins, Ontario. I got a little bit down in Southern Ontario still, Toronto, Windsor, Oshawa couple in Oshawa now. So yeah, so that's most of my portfolio. And then in terms of clients and partners, we bring partners in on um, on flips if we're doing short stuff. And then if they want to join venture on some of the bigger or longer holds we're doing up there. What, so why did you get into real estate investing? I know outside of your story, yeah. what, what got you into the thought of real estate as a life choice for yourself? Yeah, for sure. So um, we were never like broke or poor. Like I don't, I wish I had one of those cool stories. Oh, you I don't, was, you weren't poor? Nah, oh. no, ma, nah, <laughs> mama Henry and dad like did a good job. They did a real good job. Right. Like I wish it was like, oh, it was on the ground. It was like, no, no, I had a really good upbringing, but I always saw like the people who were able to take it the step farther, have that extra vacation, you know, just be in a little bit better position and more comfortable. They just seem to own real estate. And uh, what my first property was like a pre-built condo. 
I saw one month they were going for like low twos. Right. Six months later, they're going for like 250. Six months later from that, they're going for 350. I said, whoa, whoa, time out. Let me, something's going on here. So then I got to kind of look about how real estate, the values grow and stuff like that. And that's why I got into my first one. So do you only invest for yourself in terms of what you're talking about? Or do you help other people as well? Yeah. So if, uh, so at this point, so I've actually, that's a really good question. So I used to have opportunities where people could just like bring money, they'd private lend and be do stuff like that, not specifically on my projects, but I just felt that was getting a little bit too dicey. It was nice when interest rates were 1%, right. but you know, as the market changes, I needed a more solidified strategy. So if people are looking to work with me, it's either going to be in a joint, vet joint venture opportunity where we partner on a property. I take my expertise in finding a good deal, managing that deal, whether it's a refi or it's a buy and hold situation. And we run that deal together as partners. Or if I'm doing like a flip or a wholesale, something like that, they'd bring the capital and I would just use that those funds in a short-term scenario. They'd get a preferred interest rate. They get their money back. And then we part ways that way. Taking school. Uh, <laughs> I took psychology. Yeah. Like, well, watch me psychology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then you, so you're good with people. Nice with them. Yeah. Nice with people. How do you learn the skills? When it comes to being, because investing in real estate is for some hard. Yeah. You know, so how do you get to the level where you are today? Um, so I, I learned very early real estate has very, very little to do with the bricks and sticks. Um, bricks and sticks and numbers, like very little, like as much as people put on like, oh, ROI, the return, the cash on cash, the percentage. Yeah, that's all sick, but that's numbers. And again, I can pay someone to just show me the numbers. The way you get good at real estate is how can you take the relationships involved in real estate and operate them effectively. So as a realtor, how are you working with your clients, your vendors and everyone? And as an investor myself, especially a long distance investor, how am I building a team, getting these people to trust and rely? Like I am so far away from these properties. Like I don't, I've never seen some of these. Like I never, I don't go, like I have no intention of going. Um, and you're able to operate a business successfully, collect rent, deal with tenants, deal with management, deal with vendors, and how to do that um, is all with relationships. Like, how do you treat your people? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So it's interesting because I watch, you know, you got to, what's your Instagram handle? Oh yeah, it's at, it's Mr. Henry. So follow your boy. Yeah, some good stuff. And, and also, uh, to all the people out there, follow us on, uh, if you build it, the podcast on uh, YouTube. Back to you. So you're on your Instagram. You're always giving out pieces of information, yeah. pieces of tidbits. Mm -hmm. If someone is going to choose investing yeah. as a path in their life today, mm -hmm. what was the number one piece of advice that you would give them? Number one piece of advice. I would say- Or top um, three. Top three. Top three. Um, if you want to start investing, one- understand. So I actually wrote a book. So it's called the rookie real estate investor. I got a bunch of free resources on there. Really? So go, yeah, go grab the book. I have like a full seven step framework if you're looking to get into it, but let me break it down quick. So first thing I would do is identify your financial position, because if you make 250 as a tech sales guy, it's a lot different investing choice than me when I started and I was making $18 at the pool. We have very different choices there, but you can still invest, but you just got to choose your lane there. So once you've identified your financial position, um, then you want to figure out how much time do you have to invest? Because that also picks out uh, with your situation. If you have a lot of time, yeah, you can flip, you can burr, you can be super involved. But if you don't have a lot of time, it might be more advantageous to maybe lend money, maybe a private mortgage, something like that, or even just get a nice, simple buy and hold turnkey deal. That's right. not as you know super sexy like a burr, but it's going to work for you. Right. And then the final thing um, is just pull the trigger. Like so many people are sitting on the sideline yes. and now like doing the analysis, getting all the numbers. I have this one guy, 55 spreadsheets, like crazy. I said, bro, just buy the dang thing and we'll learn. The worst case scenario is you lose a little bit of money 
We'll sell the property and then we'll start over. I'm not saying buy crazy bad deals, right. but at the end of the day, you're going to buy a good asset in a good area. Worst thing is going to happen. You miss a couple of things of rent. We'll figure it out. And I know I'm making it sound a little like, right. easier than it is. But again, if you're not in the game, you can never learn until you actually get in the game. So I encourage 100%. you, you got to get in. So with the market exploding the way it did in the last couple of years, yeah. has your focus changed in terms of investing or your message changed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be straight. I got lucky, like getting in when I got in because I feel like I first, my first one was 2017. So just before. Yeah, just wow. before. And my first couple of years, just hockey stick. And I'm like, oh, sick. Like, this is how you invest. Like, this is easy. Like, why doesn't everyone do this? And then you start to learn. I'm like, oh, this isn't how it is. Like, we're in a very unique market with those, you know, 17 to 21, which is nice. Definitely helped me. But during that, I was able to speak with some mentors, some guys who've been in the game a little bit longer. They're like, just slow your roll, young buck. Like, don't miss the fundamentals. And I think that's why I went to Timmins. Because I could have just levered up everything in Southern Ontario, kept doing stuff down here. But then, as we've seen in the last uh, you know year and a half, you know rates and prices and values have moved around, which could have made your portfolio stable. With the rates, man, I'm still cash flow. Every single one of my properties is still cash flowing, even in Timmins, even though the rates went like up like crazy. Like I didn't even see the difference because of the kind of assets I was buying based on where I was financially and comfortable investing wise. So I feel like understanding the fundamentals and knowing those numbers helped me invest even in these environments where I was able to kind of weather the storm. Right. And so when, when you are when you're out there in Timmins, have you been there obviously a couple of times? Yeah. Often. Not, not after. No, no, no. He goes to the party. Yeah, goes to the yeah. party all the time. <laughs> I don't think they'd be happy. I don't think no, they'd no, be happy. It would be bales of hay. Yeah. Without you at a party. Um, what kind of properties are you looking for out there? in Timmins? Great. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of the single small multi. That is my bread and butter. As Anytime I want to go do something else, I got to like give myself one of those and like stay focused. Like I'm good at single small multi. I understand the asset class. I understand the financing. I understand the tenant quality. And it's honestly super easy. And the price points in Timmins are like way more attractive. Like I got a deal looking at right now, like a three bed, one bath, buck 55. It's going to rent out for 17, 18, like nice and easy. Right? That's an easy deal, right? It's not super sexy. It's not going to change your life, but that's going to be a nice store of value. That's going to be so impactful on somebody's retirement 10, 15 years down the line. And I feel like everybody here is trying to do these sexy, like six figure flips and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it works, but your risk is high. But if you are able or willing to take something a little bit lower in price point, just to kind of solidify your base there, I feel there's some opportunity there. So not for everyone, but it's working for me pretty well. Now you are a landlord. Yeah. And so, what is uh, I mean, we have landlords that come up to we work with landlords as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what is your number one tip to a landlord to be a good landlord? Uh, so you got to know. So you got to know the laws. Like this is like we're in we're in this game. Like, and I tell people if you don't want to play in the landlord space, you don't have to. Nobody held a gun to your head and said you must be a landlord. And I feel a lot of the reason the LTB and stuff is so messed up is yeah. because we don't know the game, right? If you know the landlord tenant board, you know, like the residential tenancies act like that. Well, that should be a prerequisite. In my opinion, forget these rental licensing and all that nonsense. There should be like a mandatory course you have to go through that says, hey, I am at least adequately responsible yeah. to understanding the legislation to operate in Ontario or wherever you are. So that's what it's like base knowledge. But then for me, my secret here has been this little company called Single Key. I've been... Oh, yeah. Bro, I've been guaranteed. Yeah, 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 yeah. The credit check and stuff like that's blessed. Like they do a good job of the tenant screening. But for me, the really nice thing is the rent guarantee because what's the biggest um, risk of renting in Ontario? Not paying rent. Non-payment of rent. So I get the property before I sometimes before I close. 
get the tenant, whatever, um, do the credit check and everything. I guarantee my rents for one year. So at this point, my risk level is so low. I've already guaranteed my rents for the property. I know where I'm at for the next six months, for the next year, sorry, 12 months. And then I can make better business decisions knowing my rent is already taken care of. Now extrapolate that to four units on a fourplex, two fourplexes. That's eight units that you know you have guaranteed income. Let's go fast forward to retirement. My whole portfolio, 100% taken care of. That's peace of mind, man. So yeah, rent guarantee. I love that program right now. I don't know how long it's going to be around. So that program is with single key? That's with single key. Yeah. So That's the offer for uh, rental? Like yeah. guarantee? Yeah. So it, this is the whole process. So what you do, you put your ad up. You're going to pre-screen your guys with single key. They already got that set up. Then you're going to do the, the what is it? Uh, tenant screening, like the report. So it's like 30 bucks. You pay your report. You get all the report, all the info there. Same from that report. If you like that tenant, let's say they got a good credit score. You do all your reference checks and they're good. Take the next button and you say, yo, guarantee my rents. They run the thing and boom, like you, you can guarantee your rents. It's that simple. They do have some criteria that are pretty easy to meet and you can look up that criteria. But yeah, as long as your tenants meet the criteria, oh. guarantee your rents. I learned something new. I've been telling these people. Just educated us. Look at that. Yeah. Just learn it. That's amazing. Yeah. Guarantee your rents. Yeah, it's great. So where do you see your portfolio or your business going in the next, say, five to 10 years? Yeah, five to 10 years. So um, I thought I was going to be... Um, like a door guy. Like when I started, like I was going to all the meetups. I'm like, yo, I'm going to get like 150 doors. My door count's going to be insane. And then even me, like my door count's like still small, but I'm like, yo, this is kind of getting like a headache kind of thing. And my idea is now my accountant always tells me, he's like, I love simplicity. And that's really been something I've been working on. So I think like my goal is to get like, you know, 10K a month, nice and easy. So if you can get your gross rents up to 20K, on properties. Again, I'm in Tim, so my price points are small and eventually pay those things off. Now, the way I'm going to pay these things off are through flips, wholesales, and joint venture partnerships. Those are big chunks of money. Pay that portfolio off. So if a portfolio is grossing 20, 50% expense ratio, now I'm just having 10K nice and easy. All my properties are paid off. If I want to invest in a business, no problem. We'll take a line, we'll take a line off some of these paid off properties. Gives me options. I got a kid who wants to go to college. Boom. We'll take some off there. Do something like that. I need to buy a new truck. Boom. It's right there. It gives me some options and a little bit less headache. And again, I'm still in that single uh, to fourplex, which gives me a little bit uh, easier financing in the residential space. Interesting. Now, on your days, you're not Mr. Flip. Yeah. Mr. Investor. Uh -huh. What do you do on your days you're not you know, doing this? What do you do to relax? To relax. How to relax? Is that a word for you? Oh, that's a that's a five letter. With a, um, oh, relax. Yeah, yeah, relax. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how to relax? Some people can't relax. I'm honestly not the best at it. Uh, I'll be straight with you, but like I do like I I like the game. So like I I'm okay with getting calls. I like getting like deals, and especially when it's on my timeline. Again, tenants never call you on your timeline, right. or stuff never happens. But when it's on your timeline, I do like this. So I, I am a big part of the game. But big fan of working out. Like if I had nothing to do, I would work out. So it's not like. In the same way. Yeah. Like yeah. if someone's like, what are you going to do today? Oh, I'm going to work out. I'm going to have a big breakfast. And then I'm going to like recover so I can go work out again. I, I You know, as a person, like as you can tell, <laughs> I work out. If I didn't work out, I think I'd be a thousand pounds. He gets, he laughs at me. I'm on vacation. The yeah. first thing I do is work out. Yeah. The what's the gym? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. At the hotel. But that's, that's a, but it's a vacation from <laughs> yourself. But that so means I get a better so, workout. Right. Yeah. If you're not at your house. You're not in the country. Go for, you know, I get going for a walk on the beach or whatever, but to go to a gym at a, at a resort makes no sense oh, to me. I, I always I'm hunting for good gyms. Yeah. yeah. Like I'd go in the community, see if there's like a nice, nasty, like iron, like old school bodybuilding gym, something like that. That would be sick. 
All right. So, out, so when you're not working out, <laughs> which I, doesn't seem like it's often, what do you do for like a, like a weekend away or TV show, TV food, show, like restaurants? Like, like do you know? Else? Do you know? Do you have a TV? Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So make sure you have a TV. You're not watching a so wall. Like, I'm a bit like a sports. I'm a big sports guy. Okay. Yeah, big sports guy. So, um, I. Like Canadian sports, it is what it is. Um, but like NFL's huge. So like this this part of yes. yeah, we're like well, right in football season yes, now. Yes, my, but the poor Bills. Yeah, poor Bills. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, um, but I like I me and my dad, huge NFL fans. So yes. like the next couple of weekends, like right off, like I'm unavailable. Like it'll be NFC, AFC championship, yes. Super Bowl is gonna be our thing. And then as soon as the Super Bowl is done, we're just scouting college. Like I turn yeah. into an NFL this scout. Episode airs the day after the Super Bowl. Oh, does it? On okay. Twelfth. And uh, predictions. What my prediction? It's well, I, I think it's gonna be Kansas City again. To be, to be honest, I, I hope it's I'm Baltimore. I'm Baltimore. in Lamar retrust. You know, like you know, they deserve to win. 100%, yeah. But I just don't see. I, I, I was not a fan of um, Mahomes. Not a fan at all. Really? Okay. And then I saw the the Netflix thing, quarterback. Yep. Yep. And I was like, actually, I'm a fan of his. I, oh. I think he's a really good person. He he's a good well. guy. He's, he's a good nice. Guy. He's a good guy. Is his wife the best? Eh. No, but you know what? But she, but they've been together for what, 20 years since they were like kids. And it, make, and it makes sense to me based on what they showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like him a lot. The whole, the whole, you know, Kelsey and Taylor Swift thing is just garbage. I, it's just a distraction. It's unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I hope they do win. I do like, I do like, I like, I like Mahomes. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see them in the Super Bowl. Yes. Now, what are your thoughts on Usher doing the halftime show? I'm not- Listen, I, is my guy out of money? Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, Usher's the dude. Usher's mean, great. He, he can perform. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, 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 are 60? you not tired? Like, you're he's, like 80. He's, like, he's, oh, he's, he's my age. Keep it down over there. I saw Usher <laughs> maybe t- during the hate, like the 04, his biggest album ever. And Usher's amazing. Yeah. yeah but in the halftime, I just don't, can do it all. Yeah. I don't do know it. about him doing halftime, to be honest. I wonder who he's going to bring out. I hope he brings out someone. He has to. Well, it's the 20th anniversary of his biggest album Ooh, okay. and that's why he's i think doing it yeah doing a big tour he's also in vegas i'll see usher uh but it, yeah i'm not a i'm not a big fan of doing the halftime show to be honest yeah i i, I heard you, you don't get paid for the halftime no show. no they just pay for the, for the production yeah that's it i mean yeah, yeah that was yeah, just unlimited crazy budget for production i yeah. think he's more of a gazine back out there and yeah, introduce everything yeah 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 so interesting well we'll, we'll, we'll text and see what happens yeah, 100%, on that. Yes. 100%. so in your entrepreneurial journey yeah. has there been a day where it's been or a week or any time that has been very hard where you're like this is not for me i need to quit and go back to working a nine to five yeah um on that so i still am working a nine to five <laughs> undercover yo yes. i'm that undercover guy um so but the hardest day i remember that so we're actually almost coming up on the anniversary so oh, wow. um i'm sleeping paint a picture so i'm sleeping <laughs> the close mask yeah good, oh. good. Sleeping, I get a little. I had an Android, so it's a like a dutty ring. It's like a. Zzz, 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 zzz. I have an iPhone now, so I'm relaxed. I yes. get a call, contractor. Uh, he's like, "Yo, your house is leaking. The roof is on the inside, and there's water pouring out of the basement windows." And I said, "Can't be my house because I just spent a good chunk renovating that whole house, top to bottom. So it can't be my house." He's like, "Nah, bro, it's your house. Like, city's coming. Like, fire department's there. Like, city's shut off. Like, the whole nine. I'm like." okay, this is Timmins. I'm in Whitby. Like I'm nowhere close. Like there's nothing I can physically do, but like set up my phone and start making calls. So there was probably 12 hours. I'm like, well, this isn't for me. This is it. Like I can't recover. I remember I'm calling my accountant. I'm calling my insurance guys. I'm like, I'm crying. My accountant gave me one of the best of advice. He's like one of my best friends too. And he just said, bro, you have the money? I said, yeah, yeah but like what? He's like, shh, 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 quiet down. Like, you know, this is where it gets hard. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Like you're in it now. Like this is the game pay to play and let's get going. And he just like 
like got me back in it, made the calls, did what I had to do, managed it. And yeah, we ended up getting it done. It's rented now. Like that's probably still one of my best properties out there. Like, like what happened? Why did it like, like you renovate? What happened? Yeah. So I guess, um, so I bought that one off market. So I guess they got lazy. They ran a plumbing line through the uh, plumbing line through the attic and <laughs> obviously Timmins gets cold. So it's, yeah. you know, it's thawing and freezing P plumbing line breaks, makes everything really, really soft. And the snow is really, really heavy. Boom. The snow comes, brings the roof down, brings the attic down. And now the, it's a duplex. So it's in that, uh, in that unit. Like the roof is like in that unit. And then was anybody living there at the time? No, it's oh. vacant. Cause I just renovated okay. it. Like I have tenants coming to show and my property manager was going to go like the next day. So we didn't go that day. We get there. It's been sitting there for like a day, I guess. And it's leaking down. It's all through the basement. So we pretty much had to renovate that thing twice. So yeah, this wow. is a key. Keep your reserves high. So thank goodness I did. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a- You said you cried? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was it. I was like, there's no way like this. I, I'm obviously not built for this. Like I, how can anyone like overcome this? Well, I don't imagine you would be a person that would work in anything. That would be easy. I think you'd be bored very easily. I think so too. Yeah. Even my job now, like I'm- like, you, like, like that's the thing most people want the easy you know clock in at nine leave at five but honestly like i did that for almost 20 years yeah. it ages you yeah right? if you're not challenged it, it takes a certain mindset an individual to be an entrepreneur yeah right? it, it, and, it does and that's why we started this podcast and yeah. learn about it right like what's been your best day best day ba, 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 ba. probably you probably had quite a few yeah so i'll give you this one so I'll just give you a quick thing. What's the what's the cheapest property you ever sold? Hundred four hundred thousand. Oh, twenty eleven. I was like two hundred k. I don't know. Yeah. All right. What's the what's the cheapest McDonald's meal you ever ever bought? No, all them. So five cents. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get five bucks. Five bucks back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Five, five bucks. Yeah. Okay. So I, I won't keep you too long. So my property that I bought was cheaper than that. So huh? I was I am the proud owner of a one dollar property. And I don't know if you'll find anyone who's not not been given. That's different. If you're gifted a property, that's different. I'm talking purchase, lawyers, do the whole nine, one Canadian dollars. I'll show you the consideration. One Canadian dollars, crazy. So that was awesome. So the reason that that was such a good day good. is because I had uh, someone reach out to me. Just call me out of the blue. Hey, you're the Timmins guy, right? I said, you already know. Um, anyway, he's like, you have to buy the property. We negotiate, we negotiate. I say, listen, you're, you're asking too much. His wife isn't doing well. His wife's sick. He, I found out he was a police officer and like, you know, I was a police officer. So we can kind of bro down that way. And he just said, listen, man, I'm in a pinch. I don't know what to do. I need to get this off because it was vacant. It was like vagrants. Like it was getting moldy. Like he didn't know what to do. And I just said, hey, man, I can do this, but I got to buy it for a dollar. He's like, done. Get the paperwork done tomorrow. I'm at work, like on the road. I call my boss. I'm like, yo, I'm done for today. I literally drive, like leave my car, drive home, get the paperwork all drawn up. One dollar. We're able to purchase it. Go in, do the flip. Flip goes exceptional. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, that was great. And the really nice thing about this whole story is like, I have a co-op program with the high school that we, do, do? we do a school, a scholarship program every, every year. Yeah. So it used to be called the first position, real estate experiential learning award mouthful, but now it's called the heart award. And, um, his last name was heart, the guy who's the family. So now when I give the heart award, people will be like, Oh, what's that about? I'll be able to share that story of kindness. Cause that guy, nice me, like that guy probably put me three, four years ahead in my investing journey because he like low-key gifted me a house. You guys still talking? Yeah, still talk. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Is his wife all right? Yeah, I, I couldn't find, because obviously it's not money. He didn't want money to say thank you. So I, I found like the biggest bouquet flowers I could, mailed it to them. Like I get, mailed them flowers, edible arrangements. I got him like a Home Depot card, a whole DeWalt set. Like 
everything like i'm like i don't know how else to say thank you i can't give you money right um so yeah it was great and i said hey this is my idea i'd love to like have you guys in the award he said yeah that's awesome man so that that's really yeah, great so that's been the best day uh, of my best in career so far this is an award you give out at a high school in timmins no no in uh in um uh like local like my like I did that at my high school. So every year, like I have a co-op program. What high school? Uh, Pine Ridge Secondary School. Oh, Pine Ridge of Pickering. Huh? Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it's was. it been great. And uh, they've been really welcoming and have them. I've had like tons of co-op students and we do it like very, very virtual. A little bit hybrid. I'll come in every now and again, but I think this is great for the students. They get to like lear learn business. My one co-op student, my first one, I won't say her name for whatever, but yo, she <coughs> did the whole back end and nice me a wholesale deal. Like, wow. Like, 10k rip all from her she did the follow-up she posted the ad she got me notified all her and i'm like yo we ripped a 10k wholesale deal from her so very good experience with the wholesale with the co-op program because you're also a community advocate yeah and so i guess this is a part of your your mandate giving back to the community we're being told things yes <laughs> we're good i think i think we're good right we're good uh so being a community advocate yeah like what does that mean to you 100 so a couple things so like the, the co-op program is like the, the big community initiative. Like I had a really good school experience. I know some people didn't, but I really did high school, sorry, public school, high school and post-secondary really good experience. So I wanted to be someone who could help someone with that. If that wasn't is that rare to hear though. So rare. I, I I had the best high school experience. Oh, you did too. I oh, I, 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 I loved high I, school. Yeah. University. Like you're the, 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 my least favorite everything. of them, but everything. I had no problem. I'll go back. Yeah. I would do those for any time. I'll do exactly the same. Yeah. hundred percent. One change. Yeah, I, I made party a little harder, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> had a good time. True. I would I would have drank earlier. That's yeah, true. Time. But yeah, so like that's my big thing for the education. And then I have this uh smaller program, it's called TAP, a tenant advocacy program. So my idea for that is just to have competent landlords in their area service tenants because I don't need the landlord tenant board. It's in the way. If we had competent landlords communicating with tenants appropriately, we wouldn't need the LTB. If you had a question, hey, is this legal or hey, can I do this? And we we're actually just talking amongst the community, we'd be so much better. So again, I always got half an hour for anyone. Book a call, whether it's a tenant, someone who's getting into investing. Everyone's always got half an hour. That I day. see us working with you, not, and not in, that, in the real estate stuff, but possibly. But you know, just providing supports to people that we work with. I see, of course, what you're doing here, and it's actually amazing. Oh, thank you guys. It's thank actually you. incredible. Oh, the editor, like, follow him Instagram handle. Yeah, at it's Mr. Henry. Perfect. Mr. Henry's Instagram is a plethora. Knew I knew you use that word. Yeah, I just Huthera. said big word, big word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great information. Here's one quick <laughs> to the point. I one big word a month. And uh, I absolutely love everything you're doing on your page. As I told you before we started the film, I, I am stalking him. And and I was surprised. I thought you were like, I thought one episode you were came in, like one of the podcasts you've been on, that you were like really short. Oh, really? <laughs> and, then I, and then I was like, who is this tall guy ducking to get in to the uh, studio back there? And it was you. I was like, wow. I'm very tall, very impressive. It's all no, legs, it's all in the legs. That's no, but you're, no, you are very impressive. Yeah, honestly, very it. impressive. Love the story. Um, Thank you for coming on. Yeah, Thank honestly. you guys so much like, for having me. Dude, awesome. you are like honestly doing so many great things, and it's for me as an older person. I like when young people want to get back and make the world better because I'm not being. I'm going to sound old here. I find we complain too much as as, as young people. And uh, and a complaint is an opportunity. So I think if you are going to complain about something, create it as an opportunity for yourself to uh, do big and great things and get back to the world. Because at the end of the day, you know, we want a legacy for ourselves. What, what will be your legacy, do you think, at the, you know, when you are about to retire in 30, 40 years? 
I hope nobody remembers my name. Like that's I, that for me, <laughs> that, that means nothing. Like I right. don't really care what people think after. I just like the time I have here. Right. I just want to impact. Like when I get to the the casket, my, uh, one of my mentors, Gary Hibbert said, he's like, you don't oh, want to come. Gary. Yeah. Love my Gary. Yeah, yeah. Good Gary. Shout out to yeah. Gary. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, he said like, you know, would you rather like die and said, Oh, Isaiah Henry lays here, you know, he played it safe or Isaiah Henry lays here, uh, battered, bruised, went to war. Wow. What a ride. Right. And I'm like, yeah, like that's what I want to do. So we'll tear it up while we're here. When I'm gone, it is what it is. Hopefully I got stuff set up, but I'm all focused on the years that I'm here and awake, uh, trying yeah. to do as much damage and, and good as I can here. Now, and also for the ladies out there. <laughs> he's single. Mr. Henry is single. Just saying. Just and saying. he's a single. Uh, are you almost 30, right? Yeah, almost Young. there. We're almost there. Young compared to, well, compared to me. No, compared to you. Yeah, compared to me. And, uh, <laughs> and again, he's, he's out there. He's, he's, his eyes are opened. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I appreciate it. Thank you, Thank sir. You. I appreciate it, guys. Oh, before we go, because so, I see someone about to attack me. Guys, if you want to follow us, we'd really appreciate it. At our YouTube, our Spotify, podcast. and our Apple Podcast, if you build it. Thank you again, Mr. Henry, for Thank coming in, who is single and amazing at what he does. We love your story, and we love the drive and passion, and, and it's seriously appreciated. So, so thank you. Thank you.